0: Good morning everyone of you. Sir, I think I'm five minutes late this morning. I want us to continue with the book of John this morning. I'm just going to wait for people to invite your friends to join in. You are blessed in church yesterday, and if you keep missing the six hours of prayers, the the devil, devil is cheating you. That service is um that that service is special. Hey, fati, fati. Amen. Your wife is so beautiful. Thank you. Thank you. Today we we're we're we reading John chapter 2. John chapter 2. Um I think we can finish the whole chapter of John chapter 2 today. If you're just joining us, we we starting. Uh, we started doing Bible study in the morning, so not just to pray in the morning, I'm trying to teach a generation who can spend time with the word of God, how to pray, how to pray in the morning and how to read the Bible, which is very important. How to read the Bible, which is very important, okay? Uh, very, very important this morning. Amen. So, we are studying John chapter 2 this morning, John chapter 2 this morning. So, we're studying John chapter 2 this morning. It, it will bless you. John chapter 2 this morning. It will bless you. Amen. 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 John chapter 2 this morning and this will bless you. Amen. Okay, just waiting for a few, few more people to join in. Let's make our declaration. Find your your Bible, maybe your writing material, whatever you have to take notes. Let's, let's go to John chapter 2. Um, two more today. Today, let's see. Now, I know you just want to say amen, amen, amen in the morning. You just want a prophetic word for the word of me. But Jesus is the sure word of prophecy. So what we are now doing in the morning, like I said, this usually drops the number, but I don't care. I want to teach the ones who are ready to spend time um, reading the Bible every day. Um, I just see that believers don't read the Bible. We are not Bible people. We're just into some kind of trenches behavior it is important that you read your bible and i don't want to be part of the problem i've decided to be part of the solution so if you come online every morning for a while we'll make our declaration and but we'll also spend some time reading the bible amen amen So let's pray make this declaration after me say father in the name of jesus i bless your name jesus for you died for me you died as me when you were buried i was buried with you and now when you resurrected i resurrected with you and i'm seated in christ in heavenly places in the name of jesus i bless you my father because I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. I acknowledge all my sins are forgiven and I'm accepted in the beloved. Thank you, Father, because I am blessed of the Lord, I'm healed of the Lord, I'm sanctified of the Lord in the name of Jesus. My life remains a testimony of the grace and the mercies of God. My life remains a testimony of the grace and the mercies of God. My life remains a mighty testimony of the grace and the mercies of God in the name of Jesus. I acknowledge this morning all things are working to get there for my good because I have a testimony of the goodness, the favor, and the blessings of God In the name of Jesus, this morning, I insist that the heavens remain open over my life. And this month, the blessings of this month that are my portion, I release to me in the name of Jesus. I refuse to struggle. I live with ease in the name of Jesus. Grace is working for me. I refuse to labor in the name of Jesus. Grace is working for me in the name of Jesus. I decree and declare my life and my family will be a testament of the goodness, the grace and the mercies of God. Now, when everyone sees me, they would say this is not labor, this is the grace of God. I insist the grace of God is working for me. As I step out today in my business, grace has gone ahead of me. In the name of Jesus, as I step out today in my business, grace has gone ahead of me. In the name of Jesus, grace is working for me. Grace has gone ahead of me. I have a blessed and a flourishing month in the name of Jesus. Father, thank you because the things that I had are now easy. In the name of Jesus. Oh, come on. The things that are hard are now easy. In the name of Jesus. Easy by your grace and your mercy. In the name of Jesus. The things that are hard are now easy. Things that are complex are now made easy. By your grace and your mercies. In the name of Jesus. I refuse to struggle this month. I refuse to panic this month. I insist, grace is working for me in the name of Jesus. I refuse to be anxious. I refuse to panic this month. I insist, grace is working for me in the name of Jesus all things are working to get there for my good in the name of jesus i insist that my heavens are opened in the name of jesus i refuse to panic this month i refuse to be anxious there's somebody a god is saying there's just you're just anxious about uh, it, it you it doesn't even make sense you're just anxious you just get anxiety attack and you have this panic attack I decree and declare that it stops now in the name of Jesus. That the peace of God, a passive understanding, floods your mind and your spirit. I'm praying for you. There's a lady here who who just has panic attack. Just panic attack and you're just anxious, anxiety. You're worried about things that will never happen. You, You just sit down and create scenarios on your own. And then you get into panic attack. You see that and you create the scenario. Then you tell yourself, this thing can happen to me. And then you start having panic attack. I rebuke it in the name of Jesus. I decree that you will not be anxious. You will not be anxious. For so the Bible says, i be anxious. Yes, this is me. I receive it. I rebuke that panic attack from your life. Now in the name of Jesus. I decree that the peace of God floods your mind, saturates your soul, in the name of I'm talking to you you just sit down and just have the panic attack by you you sit down create a scenario that would never happen and it has destroyed your relationships it has destroyed a lot of things around you today i insist that time is up get out get out in the name of jesus get out of get out get out get out get out get out in the name of jesus get out in the, may the peace of God floods your mind, your spirit. So Igabando Koski and Akamba can be overwhelmed. I decree in the name of Jesus that the overwhelming love of God and the overwhelming peace of God floods your mind now in the name of Jesus. The overwhelming love of God and overwhelming peace of God floods your mind now in the name of Jesus. I rebuke panic attack. I rebuke anxiety, I rebuke tension, I rebuke the, this, this, this this thing called fear of the unknown, fear of something that you, you can't tell why, why you're, you're just afraid. you're just afraid. I rebuke it in the name of Jesus. I declare that the peace of God, a passive understanding floods your heart in the name of Jesus. How do you deal with this fear? You keep speaking the word of God's grace. You keep speaking the word of God's grace and let it flood your heart. Let it flood your mind. That's how you displace fear. That's how you displace fear. That's how you displace fear. In the name of Jesus, you are loved of God. You are loved of God. Do not be afraid. You are loved of God. In the name of Jesus, you are loved of God. Do not be afraid. God is on your side. God is on your side. You're loved by God. Stop letting the devil sell you fear. You're no longer a slave to fear. You're a child of God. Some of you, it's, you're in debt and the devil has told you this is your end because when you think of the money you have to pay and the deal that you just see is impossible. No, no, no. God is in you. God is with you and God is on your side. You're going to make it. You're going to make it. You're going to make it big. So start talking to yourself. I am blessed. I am loved of God. And I'm going to be victorious in all things and in every way. I'm the beloved child of God. I'm the favorite child of God in the name of Jesus. I'm the beloved child of God. I'm the favorite child of God in the name of Jesus. Amen, amen, and amen. Glory to God. Let's go to John chapter two. We are reading John chapter two. It's not a time to jump off. This time for you to find your Bibles. Um, Shola, um, every one of you, I'm reading the book, John chapter two. Some of you have never read your Bibles in the morning. I'm trying to help you. I hope you, I hope you, you appreciate it. Oh, I'm trying to help you. This morning was a struggle. I think last week I preached Wednesday. The, on the island, I preached Thursday on the mainland, I preached Friday in Abuja, and then I did eight hours prayers in Lagos Saturday morning. And I and I had Sunday morning yesterday, so, especially that Saturday, Saturday drained me. It was brought by God's grace to pulled the service yesterday, yesterday, but God is good. But I want you to start this week well. John chapter 2, I begin reading. I hope you're following me. And the third day, there was a marriage in Canaan of Galilee. The mother of Jesus was there. So Jesus' mother was somewhat influential to have been invited to this wedding. Amen. Amen. And both... And both Jesus was called and his disciples to the marriage. So they invited Jesus' mother. They invited Jesus and his guys to this wedding. Very important. You must, If you're going to get married, please quickly invite Jesus to your wedding. Oh God, you missed it. If you're going to get married or you're already married, it is no time. Um, that's what I'm doing, Sharon. That's what I'm doing. So invite Jesus. So what Jesus was called, invited, and his disciples to the marriage. If you're going to get married, please start inviting Jesus to your wedding, to your marriage. Not just to your wedding, but to your marriage. And there was a marriage. They didn't say there was a wedding. There was a marriage in Canaan of Galilee and the mother of Jesus who was there and he invited Jesus his disciples to the marriage if you are single or you are even married or you're in a relationship this is a good morning to remind both of you that we need to invite Jesus to this marriage. any marriage where Jesus is not invited to in cannot stand let me say this. Because they understand the 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 I'm answering his question. They understand the implication that it's not just one day; it's a life matter. So they were celebrating a life together, not a day together. Wedding is one day together. Yeah, NKGC says wedding do yes. Um, um, Theodore, you're right, but the significance of marriage is that they understood that it was not one day together; it was a life together that's what it means invite Jesus to your to your relationship if you want it to be long-term yeah so they understood that he was a yeah NKJ says wedding and there's nothing wrong with that but I'm not saying the significance of marriage in King James old King James it shows you that they were celebrating a life together not a day together yeah and it, so marriage is not between two people the husband and wife Marriage is between the husband, the wife, and God. That's what makes it the three-fold cord that cannot be broken. Are you with me? Eh? Uh, uh, um, That cannot be broken. It's not a year. It's not just a ceremony. It's a life together. So if you check the, the root word of that word there in the Greek, it's not just the party. It was they invited them to this family joining, which is important. So marriage is not between you um, and the man or the man and you. Marriage is between the man, the woman, and God. This is what makes it a three-fold cord that cannot be broken. I hope you're taking notes. I hope you're taking notes. Taking note. Usually we say marriage is between just between man and wife. No, it's not between man and wife. It's between man, the wife, and God. It's between man, the wife, and God. Or you, your spouse, and God. Not between both of you. No, no, no. If you take God out of the picture, one chance. Yeah? Um, So, let me show you a picture. I don't know if you get it. I'll try. Maybe some of you get it. So, the man is asked to love the wife as Christ loves the church. So, the man plays the role as Christ. Yeah? The woman is asked to... Um, Submit to the husband, one, and the woman is called a helpmeet. The word helpmeet in the original context is Alus Paracletus, is the same word used for the Holy Ghost. If uh, this doesn't fly over your head, so if the man is playing Christ and the woman is praying, playing the helper, which is the Holy Ghost. Both of you can function without God. So it is God, the Alus Paracletus, which is the Holy Ghost, and Jesus. This becomes Trinity in your home. I hope you just got what I said. So let me, let me, let me, let me, let me, let me, let me say it again. Yeah. So if the man is asked to love the wife as Christ loves the church, so the man is Christ in the marriage, the man is Christ in the marriage, one in one in one. The man is Christ in the marriage and <laughs> Ruthie, why are you shouting? And the woman is supposed to be the helpmeet. The woman becomes the helpmeet, which is the word, allus uh, paracletus, which means the woman explained the Holy Ghost in the marriage. So what is the job of the woman? To help the man, the helpmate, not to accuse the man. So anytime a wife keeps accusing the husband or talking him down, you are not doing your job for the whole... Oh, gosh. Oh, Jesus. This is too deep. I I don't know whether you're getting me. That's why I, I think I should stop. I I don't think you're getting me. I don't think you're you're getting me. Uh, I don't think you're getting me. So every time a woman keeps talking down the husband, keeps accusing the husband, keeps tearing him down, you're not doing your job. That's not what the Alus Paracletus does. The, The Paracletus, which is the Holy Ghost, helps you even when you fall it doesn't condemn you he picks you up you see what i'm saying you see what i'm saying so what if it doesn't have sense then don't marry a man that doesn't have sense i don't disturb me don't marry a man that doesn't have sense i mean you must marry a man who understand that he's christ in the relationship too yeah in the relationship too so he's able to love you as Christ the job of the devil is the job of the accuser but there are many men who are, why am I talking like this this morning what kind of problem is this let me just read this chapter but there are many men who are married to wives who their job is tear you down reduce you talk you down devil's advocate that's not your job that's not your job as the woman your job as the woman is to cheer him on on his worst days what the holy ghost does to us is that we we thank you Evelyn. even if i'm still you, i've not seen you since is a wife not a knife not something that pulls down so, those of you who are single, you have a responsibility to find a Christ-like man. Not a perfect man, but a Christ-like man who understands Christ as his role. Why well, am I not seeing you if you are in church, evening, You came very late. Okay, Evelyn, I forgive you. You've not brought my stuff that you brought from London, even in the sidebar. So, um, not a perfect man, but a Christ-like man who can love you as Christ. So, how does Christ love men? Christ doesn't love like, I love you, you love me too. Christ loves like this, I love you, and that's period. That's how Christ loves. I love you, period. That's how Christ loves and he just keeps loving you, providing for you, protecting you, being priest and king. And let me say this to a lot of women providing is not it's, not, it's money and it's a large part of providing. So I don't excuse the men from being lazy and irresponsible. But it's beyond sending money to the account. Some of you women just think I just need the man to pay the bills. It will shock you. You will pay the bills, but it's not with you. It, it will shock you. He's paying the bills, so ah uh, gives you a car, takes care of you, but he's not with you. You don't want that kind of man, yeah? So um there is um there's a man who can just pay your bills. I know that. No, it's beyond that too. Do you have a man that can pray for you? That understands. Baby, you are going for this. No, 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 we this. Let me let me let me pray with you. Let me pray with you. Don't worry. They just go, you got me. There's some things that my that my my wife will never. I don't think she's now, she doesn't even pray about some things again. It's the truth. So it's beyond providing Jesus. Is not a means for an end, it's the spiritual covering. Do you know the man becomes the covering? God is the head of Christ. Christ is the head of the man. The man is the head of the woman. So, women, don't put your neck under something that is not a head. Well, women, don't put your neck under something that is not a head. It's really wrong. Yeah. Wow. Only verse 1 and 2. We got to go. John chapter 2, verse 3. And, what, and when they wanted, and when they wanted wine, that means when they ran out of wine, the mother of Jesus said unto him, "They have no wine, they have no wine." The reason if you put your head, women, if you put your neck under something that is a really good head, it will lift you up, it won't push you down. When it's a load, not a head, it will press you down. Women, don't put your neck under something that is not a head. If it's a head, it will pick you and you will go ahead. If it's a head, he will pick you up and you will go ahead. If it's a load, it will press you down men don't marry a knife marry a wife if you marry a wife she will keep navigating you in the right direction if you marry a knife you cut your head away so we're going to john chapter 2 please pick date for marriage seminar john chapter 2 verse 3 let's stay with our portion this morning I know it's publicly holiday, but let's just stay with our question this morning. Verse 3 says, And when they ran out of wine, the mother of Jesus said unto him, They have no wine. The reason the mother came to Jesus was that it suggests to us that Jesus was already a solution provider in his house. Jesus was already a solution provider in his house. Station break. you guys talk about singles meeting the real singles won't come out i would have to do a women's conference and a men's conference i don't think our generation like to identify with the word single and they are here i would would rather do a women's conference and they they will not they don't like that word i'm single Um, it it just rubs the single people in the wrong way and it amazes me yes Yes, it amazes me, but I'm I'm gonna do something about it. Singles and um singles and let's talk. We're gonna have that very soon. See and you guys will see who will come. The real one that need the message, they won't come. I, I don't know why you if people are saying but why maybe them too saying but why? I'm serious. Um so call it whatever you like it, just do it. I'll do it. I promise you I, I'll do it. I promise you, I, I don't know that it looked like it costs I'm single. Single is a blessing. It's a good time to put your life together. And when you get married now, and then the children come, you 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 know, that yes, singleness is a blessing. Those invade your privacy, jump on you, table those. So, verse three, and they wanted wine, and the mother of Jesus said unto him, "They have no wine." The reason they called Jesus was that Jesus was already a solution provider. Call it unattached. Wow, Jude Jones. (coughs) Blessed be the name of the Lord. What's such a name, unattached. We may fly you. Unattached. They will not know what you want to talk about. They will come with you, serve them hot hot. I like unattached. I, I agree. Not complicated unattached and not complicated okay get ready. i'm gonna do it i'm gonna do it soon i'm gonna do it very soon give me give me some time just that May. i'm looking at conference in may next month june i'm 14 june if i don't get better celebration not all those singlet gift i don't get better gift on my 50th birthday i'll just take off i'll go to ghana for one month i go to London for London church. They will celebrate me. Well, if I don't get better celebration. So as I was saying, I mean, Jesus was already providing solution. So that's why the mother of Jesus went to Jesus. Verse four. And Jesus said unto the, send it unto her woman. What have I to do with thee? Mine hour is not yet come. Let me show you this stay with me i don't want you to miss this i don't want you to miss this verse five verse five the mother see there's something here in verse four and verse five and i hope you guys are following what the anti if like one bring a singlet gift and um a handkerchief gift run to london for two months And verse 4 and verse 5. John chapter 2, verse 4 and verse 5. I don't want you guys to miss this thing. There's something in verse 4 and verse 5. So, Jesus said unto her, Woman, what have I to do with thee? Jesus even say, Mother. He said, Woman, what have I to do with thee? You know, my hour is not yet come. What did the mother do? Are you talking to me like that? Are you talking to me like that? Eh? Want to disgrace me, my friend's party? Eh? Oh, mommy, do something now. Do something now. See verse five. His mother didn't answer Jesus. Said unto his servant, "Whatever he said, he says unto you, do it." Do you know what the mother knew? The mother knew very well that it is in his nature to respond. He cannot mess up here. See now, verse 4 and verse 5. Are you learning something? Verse 4, Jesus said unto her, Woman, yes, put him on the spot. Thank you, lightons. Exactly. Like your Ramadan's. So um worry mama, you're drawing. They don't get wine, no, not for my hand. I don't tell you. I tell you something, you could draw not discussion. I beg do it, do it, do it, do it. So, verse 4. Jesus now said, Ah, woman. What have I to do with thee? Is Bible study not interesting like this? I think it's interesting, it's beautiful. What have I to do with thee? My hour is not yet come. His mother said unto the servant, free this guy. He cannot. It is in his nature. Even when he doesn't feel like, he cannot help himself. Are you understanding it? The mother knew Jesus would not leave them stand there, Vanessa. He cannot help himself. He say, ah, may come. Whatever he says to you, do it. The woman knew that leave this guy, leave this initial shakarada is doing. His nature is above his feelings. His nature is above those timing. Um, um, is it the right time? Is it not the right time? My time has not come. Kiniko, kiniko, and this. The mother said, don't worry. His nature will take care of this matter. Whatever he says to you shall do it. He's going to respond. And then some of you think, oh, I don't think God wants to bless me. It is his nature to bless. God can help himself. He wants to bless you. Are you listening to me? God cannot leave you stranded. He cannot help himself. He wants to bless you. And he's going to bless you. Why? Because he has already blessed you. God cannot help himself, he wants to bless you. And he's going to bless you. Why? Because he has already blessed you. Glory to God. Verse 6. And they were and they were set there six water pots of stone after the manner of the purifying of the Jews, containing two or three um meters, um bowls of water. Verse verse seven. Jesus said unto them, Fill the water pots with water, and they filled them up to the brim. Wise people, every time Jesus gives you an instruction, fill it up to the brim. Oh God. I hope you got it. So if God says, I want to bless your business, open six businesses. You missed it! So, sir, my daughter is asking a question. So when he says it's not his time, it is more of us not to come into that time and manifest I'll deal with that later. They didn't put a cap. Yeah, they didn't put a cap to it. Are you, I don't know if you hear what I'm saying. There's a lot of juice in John chapter 2 this morning. I hope I'm not just talking to myself. I hope somebody's getting blessed. Jesus said unto them, fill the water pots with water. I love the people. And they filled them up to the brim. Faithlessness is you feeling it small just in case it does not work. Ah. Oh God, oh God, oh God. Faithlessness is you feeling it small just in case it does not work. That's faithlessness. Is when Jesus said, fill it up, they filled it up to the brim. They didn't just say, ah, let's do two liters. So, ah, ah, if it not just work, it will not be too... I just hope... Somebody's hearing me. I say, God forbid that can't kind of be faithlessness. Is you doing two liters, fill it up to the brim. Because you are testing the capacity. Let me see you. It's just a safe, let's be safe. Let's be safe. Jesus said, Fill the water pots with water. They feel So when God says, start the business, if I were you, I'll start opening new businesses because he's going to turn that water to wine. So do you understand the people of God that the amount of wine that they had was the amount of water that they brought to Jesus? My God! Did you see that? The amount of wine that they... So if they brought... 33,000 liters to Jesus. Ah, they would have been Chukudis wine, wine and bar ministry, my wine and buy business. The amount of wine that they had was the amount of water that they brought to Jesus. Why are you doing London? Why are you doing mainland? Why are you doing Lakey? You're doing a lot at once. The amount of wine that they had was the amount of water that they brought to Jesus. See, 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 see. if you're in Abuja, don't miss Abuja Church. Abuja Church has entered one fine location like that. Beautiful. It's so beautiful. The amount of wine that you would have is the amount of water that you bring to Jesus. I'm going to say it again I just hope one person gets it. The amount of wine that you would have is uh, is the amount of water that you bring to Jesus. The amount of wine that you have is the amount e I pray her so not drag river come. Fill the water pots. But Jesus is still doing it today and guess what you're doing? You're asking God for for fairly use, that fairly use these, fairly use that. Uh, Father, finally, just have a manager. And God is saying, what you bring to me is what you're gonna have. I'm going to shout it again, like tongues, so I'm going to try. I'm hoping they're hearing me. The amount of wine that you will have is the amount of water that you bring to Jesus. The amount of wine that you have is the amount of water that you bring to Jesus. I just hope somebody's hearing me. 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 I just hope that, uh, I just hope somebody's hearing me. 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 After this meeting, ask God not for a house. Start asking God for houses. Don't ask God to just bless the business. Go open more businesses. Don't ask God to just do little. Ask God to do exceedingly abundantly. The amount of water that wine that you have. Is directly to, to, the, to the water that you bring to Jesus. He's not going to turn the water that you do not bring to wine. Ai. Guys are not hearing me this morning. He's not going to turn the water that you do not bring to wine. He's only going to turn the water that you bring to wine. Like the widow. God never blesses us beyond the capacity we bring to Him because He's not a waster. I think I'll stop here or continue tomorrow because I don't think you guys are getting this. God doesn't waste. God doesn't waste. God never blesses you beyond the capacity that you bring to Him because He is not a waster. He's not going to waste. Is not going to turn the water you did not bring into wine. So if I were you, I'll start building capacity. Instead of complaining, God, what are you doing? This is the period to build. Women, this is the time to build capacity. Men, this is time to build capacity. But you're all, oh, God, what have you not done? God, look at my life. Go write, us, write another book they build capacity so that by time the water turns to wine it is okay and mm, thank you jesus thank you jesus thank you jesus thank you jesus god said to tell somebody i want to pour you out but you don't have enough I want to pour you out to the nations but you don't have enough i understand what i just said to you i understand what i just said because when td jakes laid hands on me and said to me god is about to pour you out i thought he was joking i thought it was just wednesday and sunday alas my life is not like that i'm being poured out on a daily basis All of these things were black before I started Logic Church. I am being pulled. God is saying, "I want to pull you out, but you are not enough. You don't have enough build capacity. Build capacity. There's somebody you're about about to start building hospitals. You're going to have international funds to start building things. I see people building hospitals, building projects. God, God is doing a lot of building. Build Build capacity. Build capacity." build capacity if i don't have capacity i won't do wednesday thursday friday friday night i couldn't sleep after preaching on, on friday in abuja stayed up all night saturday morning jumped, jumped on the flight straight to lagos ran into church preached did counseling did sunday and i'm here with you this this monday morning but some of you you just do two three ah oh, i go for vacation now Ah, body not know if i would i don't want to stress and God is saying, I want to pour you out. I want, to pu- I want to do great things through you. Are you ready for this? Do you have the capacity to handle this? Can you handle this? Feel your jars to the brain. And that's the message. Feel your jars to the brain. Feel your jars to the brain. Feel your jazz to the brim. I have to stop now. We'll continue tomorrow. So tomorrow we'll continue from verse nine. From verse nine. So can you imagine? We only just read. Do you have jazz? Do you have hook? Do you have hook? Do you have jazz? Feel your jazz to the brim. John chapter two. We only just read verse 1 to 7. We only just read set your hook, Muji, spot on. Set your hook, feel your jars to the brain. Uh, should I should I just should I finish? Um, no. No let, let, me, let me let me just quickly finish. I'll stop at verse eleven today. So I finished the first half of chapter two. Then we'll continue the second half, chapter 2, um, tomorrow. Verse 8. Then he said unto them, draw out now and bear unto the governors of the feast. So you're doing that kind of miracle and you're saying, take it to the governor's table, not to the servant's table. Let them taste it first. I. Thank you, Jesus. What I'm about to bring out of you, says God, is for the kings of the earth, thus says the Lord, that they would endorse what you are doing. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I will have the kings and the rulers and the mighty men endorse that which you are serving to the intent that everybody would drink from it, says the Spirit of God. I don't know that you got that part. They took the water to the kings and the governors. They endorsed the drink first before it was served to everybody. God wants me to tell you, I'm about to do something through you, that it will be the governors and the kings shouting about your product before everyone will be rushing to your product, says God. I'm about to bring the kings and the governors of the earth to start shouting about your product before the nation starts running to your product. The kings and the governors tasted the wine first before every other person, including the bureau, took the wine. God wants me to tell you, you're about to do something. I'm about to do something through your life and with your life the kings and the governors of the earth will start the great and mighty men and women will start rushing your product first to the intent before everybody will start coming to you but the kings and the governors of the earth would endorse that which you do it is because the governors started talking about the wine that everybody gravitated towards the wine. God is saying, I'm giving you strategic advertising, advertisement, and people are going to start talking to about what you do. Globally, nationally, internationally, that the kings and the mighty men. We start talking about who you are and what you do. The governors are coming to endorse what you do so that the nation will rush towards what you do, says the Spirit of the Lord. Says the Spirit of the Lord. Verse 9. Verse 9. I'm going to end at verse 11 today. I'm going to end at verse 11 today. So today we may have two, three verses to share with you. I don't know if you've learned something today. I hope you have. It will be worth my waking up this morning. Kings are about to publicize the works of your hands. The kings are coming to you. The kings are coming to you. The kings are coming to you. The governors are coming to drink from you you have the governor's are coming to shop for what you have in the name of Jesus so Jesus also solved the problem and made the servants look good because Jesus is not an attention seeker he didn't say let me take it to serve them see you give it to them make you look good and made the couple look good. Because God knows how to cover your inner So, oh God. So, the, the kings left that wedding not knowing that they ran out of wine. Ah, God. Are you, I don't know if you're hearing what I'm saying. Fatih, I don't know. The kings left the wedding not knowing that there was a time they ran out of wine. Is it possible that you are having a party right now in your marriage or in your business? The party is still going on, the music is still playing, but you are out of wine. Ah, God, I feel like preaching. Is it possible that you are having a party right now and the, the music is still playing, your guests, people are still eating, and you are telling them, don't worry, we're coming to your table soon, but you are out of wine. Jesus shows up and covers the inadequacy and the shame. God, no, go we'll shame you to change you. And Jesus covers the inadequacy of the groom and the bride and their family. And the kings would have left that party not knowing that Jesus sorted that issue. The kings would have left that party not knowing that Jesus sorted. I don't know if you get what I'm saying this morning to you. That Jesus showed up in the party and Jesus covered their shame. Jesus covered their shame. God no go shame you. God, no go shame you. Some of you, they still think you are balling because you are dressing good, you are driving that car. But only you know that if they check your account, God, no go shame you. God, God, Jesus showed up cover and told them who serve it. So they started saying, "Ah, uh, hey, hey, wow, wow! See what happened to this person? See what happened to this person? They are wine at that wedding. Woman was bad, though. God, no, go shame you. What the father we have? Let me rush, let me rush. Um, Verse, verse, verse nine. And when the rulers of the feast had tasted the, the water that was turned to wine, they knew not whence it was. But the servant which drew the water knew. So they didn't know it was Jesus, but the servant knew the governors of the feast called the bridegroom. They are taking glory for what Jesus did. Verse 11, verse 10. And said unto him, Every man at the beginning doth set forth good wine. So that when they are now drunk, eh, and they have gone kolo, and when they have well drunk, yeah, then that which is worse, they will not bring the other wine that is not good, that they will not now know because they are drunk. But thou hast kept the good wine until now. Did you see that? 11. This beginning of miracles did Jesus in Canaan of Galilee and manifested forth his glory and his disciples believed on him. This is his first miracle. He's turning water to wine. He's saving the best for the last. And this, by the law of hermeneutics, Every time a thing is mentioned the first time, the meaning is throughout the scripture. So Jesus saves the best for the last. Jesus saves the best for the last. I don't know who you are. Welcome to the beginning of the best days of your life because Jesus is always in the business of saving the best for the last. I repeat, I don't know who you are. Welcome to the beginning of the best days of your life because Jesus is always in the business of saving the best for the last. Jesus is always in the business of saving the best for the last. Jesus is always in the business of saving the best for the last. One more time, Jesus is always in the business of saving the best for the last, this first miracle he was covering the shame of a couple who would have been embarrassed. God is always in the business of covering our shame and saving the best for the last. I prophesy that the whole month of May you will see miracles on every side. God saving the best for the last. Fatima, happy birthday to you, my precious daughter. I pray that this same anointing that we feel this morning. Thank you, Jesus, that God is releasing wine even into your family life. That's what I hear in my spirit. I'm putting wine in your family life. I'm saving best for the last. I'm opening doors and the gates are opening towards you. And great my men and women are rushing to you to do you good. For the favor of God is upon your head. His blessings on your hands. Speed on your foot. Run, overtake, recover all. You are blessed with the blessings of the Lord that make it rich and added no sorrow. In Jesus' matchless name. Amen. Guys, we'll continue John chapter two tomorrow i hope you're really blessed from just verse 1 to verse 7 verse, 10, verse 11 rather 1 to 11 that we talked about this morning share the video um, um share the video with anyone who who plans who desires to study god's word um share the video with them um and just keep telling them J- jesus is in the business of saving the best jesus is in the business of saving the best for the last jesus is in the business of saving the best So share the video with them Talk to them about it. Um, Talk to them about it. Jesus is in the business of saving the best for the last. Welcome to the beginning of the best days of your life. In Jesus' name. I'll be here tomorrow morning, 9 a.m. to continue John chapter 2. And hopefully we'll finish it. On Wednesday, I'm sharing something very powerful. Help. It's tomorrow. Todd. Okay. We've prayed for you ahead of your birthday. (laughs) Amen. <laughs> um, on, on Wednesday I'm sharing something it's called um, oh, help I've got ants in my pants dealing with addiction um, the conversation series on Wednesday don't miss it on Thursday on the mainland I'm sharing the lighter is burning me out the lighter is burning me out the lighter is burning me out on Thursday on the mainland he will bless you he will bless you then on, on Sunday, I am likely starting a new series on Sunday, and I can't tell you what it is. I'm still working on it. I'm still cooking it. And you will please keep me in your prayers. Amen. I love you all. God bless you. See you tomorrow morning. Have a flourishing week and a flourishing month ahead of you with great grace. Blessings.